everyone, and welcome back to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your amnesiac reaper with a tragic backstory, Renu. And I'm your fried chicken lady, Soup. <laughs> this week, we have a special guest. An immensely powerful yet immature Dokebi, Blue Jay. Yay! Yay, it's me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Blue Jay. <laughs> it is my absolute pleasure. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, this week at stands for... Oh, crap. <laughs> Soupy? Oh, oh, no. I knew I forgot something. Oh, oh my. <laughs> one sec. One okay, second. stands for... What? One second. Uh, may- <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, this week ad stands for Ageless <laughs> Tragedy because we'll be talking about Goblin or Guardian the Lonely and Great Guardian or Susahago Chanoran Hashin Tokebi, but for brevity, we'll be referring to the show primarily as Goblin. I did write this in the, in the Korean, and I realized um, afterwards that I was not going to be reading this because you were starting, but now I will be reading it because I know you can't read this. Thanks. Yeah, imagine <laughs> if we're sitting here like I need to bring out like a translator or something. I'm like, sal. It would take me 10 years, but I might be able to do it. That's the whole podcast right there. The whole podcast is now me learning Korean. Me too. All right, welcome to our Korean learning podcast. It's the Duolingo time. We're going to load up the old owl. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, I did uh, learn bits of Korean watching Goblin, so I can say ajishi. Ajishi. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's the most important word. It Obviously. is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's true. Dokebi. Um, Dokebi. Dokebi. Yeah. It's funny because, um, so I, so basically, you know, my, my like current sort of day job, right, is, um, working as a, uh, a retail worker for a, a Korean fried chicken. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I am Delicious. actually the chicken lady, right? Um, <laughs> but it's also very funny because uh, I spend a lot, quite a lot of time explaining to people how things are pronounced. They're just like, uh, mm. excuse me, um, can I get the Tsiak book? I'm like, no. The, the duck bookie? Is, is that is that what you want? Uh, <laughs> yes, the Tsiak book. <laughs> I mean, like, it's honestly not that hard if you actually look at what you're reading. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, th- this is like a thing that I've I've really sort of, um, I kind of assumed this was the case before, but I've really just gotten a lot of confirmation about it um, since like working a retail job for a couple months now, where um, uh, most people just like go through their their day on like complete autopilot and they will pay the the bare minimum amount of attention to get things done which you know i understand i i completely get it i have adhd like i i can barely listen and pay attention to a conversation that i am having with somebody in front of me but it is extremely funny when i'm just like okay what flavor would you like your chicken? It's like, okay, well, what flavors do you have? And I'm like, well, I mean, they're listed there, but I'll tell you, you know, we have these two flavors, or you can do half and half, which is like half of one, half of the other. Um, would you like a side of pickled radish or, or a coleslaw? And the answer to that is more often than not, just the word yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yes. And I'm like, you know what? Great. I'm, I'm glad that you've agreed that you want a side. Which one would you like? Yeah, w- w- which one? 
<laughs> and you can kind of see you can kind of see the gears turning on people. Uh, I mean, like maybe it's because you always get yeah. people when they're hungry, and your brain doesn't really always work very well when mm. you're hungry. You know what? That's that's valid. I hadn't thought about that, but you're probably right. I'm like I'm worthless when I'm hungry. Right? Like my brain just got, goes out of the window. There's also there's a quote I think it's from New Girl where it's like I'm not convinced I actually know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. You know, my house has been watching New Girl recently. I told you, psychic. Yeah, what? What's going on here? <laughs> I am a supernatural I, creature. I think you know Soupy's entire life more than Soupy does. <laughs> I mean, we are related, so. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> this, this is getting spooky. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What? Uh, I guess uh, just kind of to slide into it. Mm. Um, what? Uh, what have you been up to, Renu? Me, I. Um, <laughs> well, I told you about my busy weekend at work. Um, that's not. Fun. Yeah, yeah. You seemed you seemed quite busy. We had to push uh, Ace Attorney um, back by quite a bit. Uh huh. By like half um, an hour. By like yeah, by like half an hour or so, um, and I didn't realize that was because you were working. That's horrific. I know it was. I had to go in over the weekend because I had an animation due today, and my computer <sighs> decided Saturday even and Saturday when I came in that it was going to blue screen and just not boot oh. back up. <laughs> okay, yeah, you love um, to see that. Horrifying. Yeah, so I know it just only booted to the BIOS and didn't boot up actual Windows, and so I mm-hmm. spent the entire day trying to get the rest of my animation done, but also trying to diagnose what the heck is wrong with my computer. Um, and then today, I had tried everything, even trying to reinstall Windows, and it just said that it couldn't see the drive. And so I'm thinking maybe the M.2 somehow just died, even though we bought it last September, which was only... Yeah, you know, yeah, I remember you talking about ago. this. Yeah, so we bought a new one today, and I'll be... I installed it and I'll be testing out tomorrow. So, okay, that's Fingers that's crossed. good. Yeah, but well, yeah, I have I the best of wishes for you and your new um, M.2. Th- thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's all I've been up to is just just work. frantically working. Yeah, <laughs> I I completely understand. Um, I've been in a pretty pretty similar boat. Um, when okay, so we were actually going to um uh record this uh, a week ago. I th- honestly at this point I don't even know when this episode <laughs> is gonna come out. It might it might come out at the end of February. It might come out a week after the end of February. Uh, it stands to be seen. Um, I I've been going through it. You know, <laughs> um, I got through the largest brunt of my work um over the last couple of weeks. But like essentially January for me, I I just spent the whole thing just working um on my freelance stuff. Um, which, you know, is, is like, I like it. It's fulfilling work. It is also, you know, uh, hard work and it pays like beans, which is just kind of a huge disappointment. Mm -hmm. But, um, I spent, uh, so on, we were going to record last week. Um, we're, um, you know, relative to us. So, uh, a week ago we were going to record, but, um, I stayed up all night. Literally, I stayed up seven hours uh, just kind of – I focused in on the work um, because, you know, it was it was due that day, and I did it. <laughs> and I looked at the clock, and I was like, oh, I have about uh, an hour and a half to sleep before I have to, to go sell chicken to people. Delightful. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, hey, guys, um, I – 
I don't I don't think we can record today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I will go home and go to sleep. And that was and a good plan. Is, yeah, that is what I did. Um, I, did I had a whole beautiful dinner planned for us. Look at that. I had no, a wine picked out and you made me we spend it with my dog Riker mm-hmm. instead. Which- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that seems like a pretty good. It was great, and I made the dinner that I planned for Valentine's Day tonight anyway, and I currently have the glass of wine, so it's like fate or whatever. All right. It's your psychic powers. uh, I had steak. I had to have that beef. It's very goblin-themed. Oh, so cute. (laughs) I I had, um, this reminds me, a couple of weeks ago, so you know how, okay, so before we started recording, I was talking about uh, my my vacuum thing, right? Mm. You, you know, <laughs> yes. Um, it's part of that vacuum story, uh, which is to say, um, I put off getting a vacuum for a very long time because um, the vacuum that we got when uh, the, the vacuum that was in the house when we moved in um, was really just a piece of garbage, right? But um, we didn't want to buy a new one, or we were putting off buying a new one because my parents offered to buy us. Um, as a household, a uh, like just an appliance of some kind, right? Our choice uh, for you know, you know, moving out and housewarming gift and stuff. Um, and their their only condition was like, oh, you you should like host us for dinner or whatever. Um, let us see the house and stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, but that was like right before the um, the like real big Omicron sort of wave hit, and I was like, um, okay, maybe, maybe we should put this off a little bit. Um, so we, re- we waited like a month or two. And as we were going to uh, do it, uh, like, you know, uh, have, like, have the dinner finally, you know, I went and I bought some, some nice, like, nice aged, dry aged steaks that I was going to cook uh, for my family. Oh, wow. Um, I, I get them. I, I, I was like, hey, uh, I, I, like, send my, family a message i'm like hey how many um how many people am i going to be cooking for and it's pretty important to know um and my sister's like uh i am not coming i have i am i have caught covid i'm like okay all right and i'm like wait are you still living with mom and dad um and uh my parents are like oh yeah she's in like a side room or whatever and i'm like um okay but like you're not coming then (laughs) like you're not coming into my home fine we totally were not also exposed before we knew that she had it like it's not right. how that works at all except like, for like, that's exactly like, how it works up, this is this is the this is the thing with my family where like they will not tell me if, like seemingly quite important things mm. right and so they were very willing to just kind of come and not say that my that my sister had fucking covid and they might have been exposed so anyway i was like um no, but anyway, at that point we already had the vacuum because I had gone up to their place um like a month mm. prior mm-hmm. to um uh take cooking lessons. I take cooking lessons for my for my grandmother um every month. Um That's so sweet. Like, That's cute. Yeah, oh my it's, gosh. It's, I it's used like to a, have like a... baking brunches with my grandma. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. I um so I started doing it uh probably in the middle of last year uh or maybe actually earlier than that. I think it was before I moved out. Even. Can you send um, me I, some soup kimchi? Yeah, I, I mean, would I, love I, that. I very could. I very easily could. Yeah, I'm planning on um, making um, kind of uh, some like fermented stuff. Um, I'm planning on making some um, when May rolls around. I want to try making plum wine. 
Ooh, God, give yeah. me that too. I want to try. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna have to make so much. Yay! <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, we I still haven't had dinner with my family yet. Uh, but uh, we do have the vacuum now. So I mean, what was yeah, most I mean, important, really, was. the right. vacuum cleaner <laughs> or the family members? Like we all know that we would sell yeah. some family members for a good Dyson. I would at least. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because my parents uh, bought the vacuum and they had the vacuum. They were just holding on to it, right? Uh, when I went up there, and I was I was like, oh, can I take that with with this? Um, and they were like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then you know, I came down, and then we had the whole kerfuffle. But uh, the the thing that my mom said to me when uh, she handed me the vacuum was, um, I'm pretty sure this is nicer than our vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> It's a uh, it's an LG vacuum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, does it does it vacuum well? Is it a quality vacuum? It's a very quality vacuum, and it has a turbo function that makes it um like turbine like no one's business. It sounds like a spaceship <laughs> taking off. Wow, it's gonna take off. <laughs> yeah. But that's been that's been very nice, especially because um. Uh, Philip is a very, very messy boy, and That's what uh, I was he thinking. gets his litter everywhere. <laughs> we actually switched to a different litter type recently. Um, mm. Like it's like the pellet type. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. But mm-hmm. um, the only problem with it is the fact that it's uh, our scoop is like the holes are a little bit just like a little too small, so it is really hard to scoop. I have to oh. scoop and then just kind of shake it for like five minutes each. And I'm like, oh, we need so a you better have to scoop. replace Get the a scoop, scoop too. Yeah, we need to replace the scoop. Uh, but the litter itself is actually really nice. Okay. Yeah, the pros yeah. of having a dog is there's no litter box, but the cons are that his tiny paws track in all this kind of stuff from outside, like all the dirt <laughs> and mud yeah. and stuff. So I get like yeah. more different problems than litter. I get dirt and mud jumping on my pillows right after going outside <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it's great oh, though no. he's the best i love him oh. i forgive him everything well i was, I was gonna say like um renu probably has a uh, very similar problem oh now. the kitchen is always a time because mm. the back door is usually like cracked open for the animals to go outside um, i'm so i'm so impressed that your household manages to juggle a dog and like eight cats uh huh. Yeah. It well. I mean, thankfully, a lot of them are. Uh, they they manage themselves pretty well. You know, like they're they're cats, and so having a lot of cats isn't actually as resource intensive or you know whatever as space intensive as you might think. Mm-hmm. My one dog, like, trumps all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I bet. I bet. <laughs> dog dog many work. Yeah. But so worth it. Pets always are. Oh I mean, yeah, no, pets, no, pets always are light of they're, our lives. True that was um <laughs> that was the nice thing about uh, uh we got an automatic feeder for Philip a little while ago, mm-hmm. and um with that uh and his like water fountain, he's really just self sustaining at this point. So, <laughs> um, uh-huh. like we can we obviously we don't want to leave him alone for too long. We don't know what he could get into, and mm-hmm. like you know he's he's a, he's a little indoor baby. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know any better. Like um he might think we abandoned him or something, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no. Like he's a lonely boy. <laughs> so um we don't want to leave him alone for too long. But we could easily just like um leave him for like a day 
and he would be fine. And, yeah, uh, yeah, the cats we, are the same. We have yeah, you cannot that, with dogs. So. No, they you are cannot. too attached. Oh, God. No, I no, think, though, no, yeah. I think in my like fourth life, I would love to be uh, a pet, like a cat or a dog. Uh-huh. I think that that I, would oh, be a great. I thought you were gonna say like a like a cat lady. Where no 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 uh, no no, no. just like full of cats. No, I would like to not have any human responsibilities, please. Yeah, either that yeah. or I, supernatural I, I powers, one or the other. Yeah, it's either a cat or supernatural uh, uh, supernatural powers. Maybe yeah, just, like supernatural romance. Ah, uh, someday. Someday, listen, reincarnation is real. <laughs> As we've seen from from Goblin. As we've mm-hmm. learned from this fictional K-drama, mm-hmm. reincarnation is 100% real. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> just, just slightly, you know, before we get into uh, the topic itself. Um, what have you been up to, Blue Jay? Me? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a uh, photo shoot in the last month of, in the last Ooh. week of January. Um. Nice. And it left me like just completely drained of all energy for the next two weeks. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried like flexing for six hours straight, but it's exhausting. (laughs) That sounds awful. I hate moving. Yeah. Um, So it's just, yeah, we shot for six hours. It was so long. Um, It was the longest shoot I've ever done. But I have like, I finally got my pictures back like three weeks after um and we ended up with like almost 600 pictures so worth it right (gasps) whoa um and i look hot in every single one yes (laughs) we love that (laughs) um yeah so that was like my last big like work thing and then i've just been trying to kind of get back to the gym um, get back to schedule. I had a, like a hibernation moment, which is kind Aww. of like how my work schedule mm-hmm. works. The ramp up is just like an intense amount of just on all the time. And then after the right. thing is done, I hibernate while editing takes place elsewhere. Like right. if I had to edit my own photos, I would just I would just pass away. I would just. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I need that time to just sleep forever mm-hmm. and eat really like horrible food. Um, so I ordered at least three cinnamon rolls and um, recently found a new pizza place that I like that has like goat cheese instead of mozzarella. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. And I've been reading a lot um, and watching a lot of shows. Um, actually, one of which had some some of the same actors as Goblin, which was fun to kind of yeah. get to see them all over again as different characters. Um yeah, it's been a good time. Nice. It's like nice. they reincarnated again. again. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, any Korean drama is actually canon to Goblin because yes, just they're all in the same universe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's my that's my belief. I want listen. I want the I want the like Marvel like and uh, cinematic. Oh my god! So okay. So what's crossover. the order? What's the order of operations? What happened first? Was it Train to Busan, Goblin, and right. then Squid Game? Is that the order for <laughs> Kung Yu or? I think Goblin has to take place first, right? Because like he's like a like a Goryeo Dynasty guy. Okay, so Goblin first, yeah. but Train to Busan. He seems like I don't know younger. Almost. I know mm. that, like, maybe there was an interim. Maybe before he... Maybe, w- right. Maybe it was after, you know, him his death or whatever in the beginning of the story. Right. He took up acting. Right. <laughs> uh, like, sometime in the, in the yes. late 2010s. And then yes. Squid Game is obviously the last one because he's so fed up with human beings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's... He's like, I'm done. 
you know, he's like, like fuck between, all of you. <laughs> uh, we're we're between the uh, the ages in which my wife is alive. So uh, <laughs> here's some crimes against humanity. Oh, also, I apologize. I didn't ask if we could swears. Oh, it's okay. Yes, yes. You can swear. Okay. I swear. Soupy once tried to not swear during an episode and then lost within like five minutes. <laughs> I think I lasted about five minutes before it, like, this, the concept of a swear, th- uh, a swear free podcast completely fell out of my brain. It just didn't exist anymore. Imagine not swearing. I don't know if millennials are, like, have the capacity to not. Our lives are so fucked up that we must verbalize it on every occasion. And then you're younger than that, right? Or you on the cusp? I'm like, yeah. I So I'm in that weird cusp between millennial and uh, and Gen Z. Like, I'm definitely not, like, a Gen Z person, mm. right? Uh, but I'm... Uh, I'm still a little too young to, like, actually be, like, a millennial. So I'm, it's okay. I'm in that you weird... Can just... um, I'm in that weird, weird in-betweener generation. I will accept you. On behalf we'll of all millennials, you. Mm-hmm. you can be one. You're still I mean, baby, I, but... I was say, I, 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 like, I feel like I was born quite old. Um, <laughs> I have always felt very, very older than my body. Well, this um, must be your fourth life up. then, I guess. Whoa! You know what? I think, I think, that's, I think that's probably correct. Um, what was it that they? What, uh, what it was, was it like that, in that one. Says? In one, you like uh, you plant the seeds, and in one, you right, sow them. No, the one you water you them. Reap. You plant them. You water them. You sow yeah. them. And then there's one you more, and I can't them, remember. And then you enjoy them. You harvest them. Enjoy. Yeah, like it yeah. was something. Yeah. It's like reaping what you sow. Uh, except that's the last one. So obviously you're not in that one. You're in the working really hard one, which must be either the mm, watering okay. or the harvesting. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So either your second or third life. Yeah, you'll get to you'll get to your fourth one. Then you can I'll, just lay I'll back and have a good eventually. time. Uh, if only. Mm, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that Alas. be great? No cutsies though. Mm, yeah, gotta work. Through you it. have gotta to live through, through the whole one, or else you you know go to hell. No fun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you if you uh you know, do an oopsie, uh, you will become a reaper. So. It's Yeah, it's so interesting to me the ways in which they, like, mix and match the Korean mythology with Christianity. Yeah, I mean, that's... um. So I am uh, distinctly not as familiar with... Um, this is maybe, like... This is one of those things that makes my, like, ancestors roll in their grave, <laughs> but um, I'm distinctly not as familiar with, like, uh, Korean socio-cultural um sort of uh mythological stuff as i am with like you know japanese stuff mm. and um part of that is uh acknowledging the very weird role that christianity plays in uh korean society because south korea is a very very christian country mm. um largely because uh it's actually a very protestant country specifically um, mm-hmm. largely because it has, um, the first time that, uh, people tried to convert, uh, Koreans to Christianity was, I, I maybe sometime in the 1600s or something. Um, and the emperor at the time was like, no, <laughs> oh God, no, no and he killed every bad. missionary. So the Catholics weren't allowed in, but by the time the Protestants got their, um, you know, change of power and stuff, they were like, yeah, okay, why not? Um, but also just because like Korean society, um, by its very nature, is very intertwined with um, with American society and American social values and, you know, religious values and stuff, right? 
right. the thing is that um, a ton of South Korea is very Christian. They have mega churches. Um, there are certain mm -hmm. parts of the skyline of Seoul where if you look, you see just a, a, a sea of neon crosses. I've yeah. been there and I've seen oh, them. Wow. Yeah. Um, and also uh, there is uh, like, you know, obviously speaking from my experience, uh, my family is religious as fuck. Yeah. Uh, my parents go to church. They've gone to church forever, basically. My grandfather was a was a fucking minister oh, in wow. Korea, and he literally um, just spent his entire life doing social work, basically, for the church, for like rural Korea. And that's wild. I didn't actually even know about that until I had to read and edit his autobiography because my family doesn't tell me shit. But um, it's yeah, nuts my that uncle... one of your family members wrote their own autobiography, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was it was a very like uh, a very interesting uh, kind of affecting um, thing to have to go and and read it because uh, I like basically know nothing about my grandparents and to have you know my grandpa like write the autobiography of his life out was uh you know having having reading that editing it like you know seeing what he had gone through for the first time basically because nobody mm -hmm. tells me anything yeah i was like oh oh my god that's cool um i feel like it's sometimes yeah. hard to like think about your parents and grandparents as like fully fledged human beings and i know <laughs> it's weird to say but like first for a certain number of years their lives started when you were born for you right yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And any concept of them being like full people and not just this is my mom and this is my dad and they only exist in relation to me. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because like raising a child is, is very consuming. And so like mm -hmm. then becoming an adult and being like, oh, shit, <laughs> my parents have like lo loves and hates and interests and history. <laughs> completely outside of what i know of them as just right. their offspring yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean it's, this is also a problem exacerbated by the fact that like my entire family is very tight-lipped about anything in their personal histories mm. so uh yeah but my uncle is a uh is a faith leader in the united states army believe it or not wow. that's his actual job whoa so yeah um Christians, uh, Christian society and mythology is a very present thing. It's obviously been adapted somewhat to Korean society. Um, but, but when you speak about um, when you speak about faith or uh, any of that kind of spirituality stuff uh, in Korea, people take it in a Christian way. Mm. So I think that is um, it's interesting because it's taking something uh, that is obviously uh, very traditional korean mythology like the the myth of the the dokebi or the goblin um which is an interesting translation but um one i don't necessarily disagree with because they do fulfill kind of similar roles as like these like trickster kind of spirits mm. um you know goblins as in like you know the little little, little weird weird little guys that Goblins, as dirt. in the monsters that every level one D and D character has to right, right, call exactly. In order to get <laughs> you know, to each, the next each level. one has a each one has a, a ratty short sword and a, and a bow. Every single one, and that's what every they look like. Gong Yu put on lots of prosthetics and mm -hmm. just looked exactly like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, 
for those of you that don't know, a tokebi is like a it's just like a like a spirit essentially. Um not quite as like distinctly malicious as a monster, which um I think the word for in in Korean is like kemul or kemuri. Um and they're said to, you know, like buckwheat jelly, like that's a thing. Um there's actually a very fun little detail which is that um they're known to really like buckwheat and buckwheat jelly. Like, that's, like, a noted sort of, like, weakness or whatever of theirs. Um, and there uh, are a lot of scenes that take place in this buckwheat field, um, yeah. specifically the one in which they get married to each other. And I thought that was yeah. a very, like, sweet little detail. Yeah. I like that they, they explained that, like, in the special, like, making of or whatever about mm-hmm. kind of, like, the liberties that they took with these mythological... Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like <laughs> at at the end of the day, right? Um, it is. Uh, it's fun. So, um, I realize now we've been talking about Goblin for a while, and I didn't even. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna have huh? hey, we have Oh, this here. always happens. This always happens. Why? We're so. We're so. Oh, so okay. professional. <laughs> we're so good at making a podcast. Did you guys know I, we're yeah. talking about Goblin? <laughs> okay, Goblin is a 2016 South Korean television drama written by Kim Unsuk. <laughs> Starring Gong Yu as Kim Shin, the titular goblin, and Kim Kohun as Ji Untak. The story revolves around a, uh, a Korea dynasty general named Kim Shin who is betrayed by the king he served and killed before being resurrected by God and being cursed with eternal life. And the only way he can pass on in the afterlife is to meet the goblin's bride who can pull out the sword in his body. The goblin's bride, bla- uh, bride being um, Ji Untak. In- the goblin's bride being um, Ji Untak. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. There's there's the synopsis. But I mean, I, honestly, like we're gonna spoil the whole thing. So maybe you shouldn't even listen to this episode if you haven't. Honestly, it, if you haven't watched if Goblin, go to. watch it right now. <laughs> and yeah. then you'll fall yes. in love with all K dramas, especially the romances, like me. And then your <laughs> the, your whole life and your expectations for love and romance is just gone forever. Yep. Yep. It's a. Uh, is a terminal case of what we call shoujo manga brain. <laughs> <laughs> Happened exactly. to me when I was younger. And I've never recovered. Aren't it's you terminal, engaged? Like I am I am engaged. <laughs> I've never recovered has a fiance. Like, come on. <laughs> well, listen, I'm I'm just saying it's not that I like have been ruined for romance. Mm, it's just mm. that uh, my brain has been permanently altered by by shoujo manga in like sort of expectations around romance. Mm, like mm-hmm. it's like um like how people who played too much Pokemon when they were younger like have neurons in their brain that are specifically for remembering Pokemon names. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like my brain was originally ruined by like Disney princess. Uh, happily ever afters and uh-huh. like the shoujo manga and the like k-drama romance kind of fit very well with that so like all of it oh, has yeah. just been a re- repetition of the this same problematic tracks. shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's all it's all pretty much the same right yeah it's uh society reinforcing its own ideas of what uh of what romance should look like even though almost none do. But my heart still goes pitter patter every time. No, I, I I completely agree. It's um it's like that um like that uh like that Twitter post that's like um okay, so uh like talking to my therapist, like, uh so like, you know, I um 
we all agree that like monarchies suck and like you know uh, the rule of power should not be in the hands of so few. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like, don't you just love it when like somebody gets like uh, crowned the rightful king? Who does? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel it's like we can, we can part part of being able to enjoy these types of stories is you know, learning that they're problematic and being able to acknowledge that. And then you're like, it's problematic, comma, but Mm -hmm. I still love all these things about it. And like, that's one of the things with the romance in Goblin and like uh, the very, very beginning when you first meet the Goblin's bride, she's in fucking high school. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's one of those things, right? Where it's, um, Especially in a in genres like romance, um, you very much have to uh, be able to look at things critically and say, like, you know, this is like what is potentially problematic about this this piece of of media. But at the same time, you know, we're adults. Mm-hmm. We watch things because we like them. We can recognize when things have problems. But also, um, it's a story. It's fiction. It's fake. And I am delighted in watching um, a, a a lonely, lonely, immortal man fall in love and learn how to be a person again. Like, yeah. who doesn't love that? I love that. <laughs> Just the premise. Beautiful. There's um, and there is a time I mean, skip, so it does make it better at the end. <laughs> right there, there is there is definitely, definitively a time skip where she is definitively a very adult. Right. Like n- <laughs> not just not just a I just turned nineteen adult, but like a whole a whole full fledged adult person, right? Um, although there there is that like little little bit at the end there um, where they're just like ah she's in high school again. You're like why did you do that? Uh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I mean the thing is that like obviously um, age gaps tend to be problematic um, in romances uh, specifically because. They deal in, you know, power dynamics and Mm -hmm. they can normalize really unhealthy ones. Um, But it's also one of those things that is, uh, especially in a genre like this, like this kind of supernatural Mm -hmm. romance genre, it's something that's a little bit like hard to avoid. Obviously, you can you can work around it by just being like, um, okay, so like. This person is like is like thirty, right? Like that's an adult, adult. Like whatever happens after that point, you know, thirty to is... nine hundred. Who cares, really? Right, exactly. Like, thirty to nine hundred is fine. There's there is a there is like uh, weirdly you're completely correct that there is a smaller difference between thirty to nine hundred than there is between like thirty and like nineteen, right? right? Um. Well, but, it, I mean, it's, it's the Edward Cullen. Like, how old are you? Seventeen. <laughs> right. Exactly. How long have you been seventeen? Um, <laughs> A while. A while. Because <laughs> the goblin, he died when he was like, you know, 40, right? Something yeah. something like that. Yeah, he was like distinctly an adult man. And so I feel has, like there's a part of it that's of like, people. you're 900, but really. Really, you're like 40. You like never stopped being like 40. Mm-hmm. Your brain gets stuck at a certain age. And however much life experience you have past that, you're still an immature I mean, if you were if you were cursed with immortality, like I suspect it would work kind of like that, right? Um, I mean, you're... that's how real life actually works, Soup. I don't know if you know this, okay. but at All a right. certain Fair point, enough. you kind of like yourself cements at a certain age, and like <laughs> you stop being able to tell. Like I have not. I mean, I've grown and changed as a person, but I still feel kind of the same. Mm-hmm. 
Even yeah, I don't yeah. know if that would stay if I turned 900, but I guess I'll find out now, won't I? I think there is there is also just kind of an an element of like um in in sort of this kind of dynamic and the reason I think people find like generally tend to find it um appealing um has a lot to do with um it's kind of like a uh like a wish fulfillment like power fantasy thing but like maybe maybe not a power fantasy but like just a fantasy right mm-hmm. um of like having somebody who uh, can kind of Cinderella you away from whatever terrible circumstances you're in mm-hmm. and like they're uh, much more powerful and uh, wiser than, than you could ever know but um, they they still like uh, regard you tenderly right and all that kind of stuff and there is an element to that which is obviously like um, I'm not going to say like people shouldn't enjoy that kind of thing like I can obviously see why it's appealing like mm-hmm. this this show is good and it is with the premise that it presents uh the least weird it could be about it i think i feel like they general. do like a fairly good job of handling yeah. it in terms of like from the scale of twilight to goblin like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they do a yeah, pretty yeah, good 100%. job of handling it. i will also say that like it kind of goes both ways when you're talking about society and like the stories they tell like there is the in like Gion talk she is kind of the cinderella like she's forced yeah. to do all these chores for her family but there's also like the other side of the story where it's like this older man finds this young you know quote unquote like virginal girl who's never experienced right, yeah. anything who just like falls head over heels is made for him like i feel like that's also kind of like a cultural thing where we see stories about this over and over again. Like, I think that's, like, it grosses me out. Um, I'll say that straight Mm away. Um, I feel like, you know, we should want our partners to be adults. Um, But, like, it's a thing (laughs) that happens over and over and over again in media. Is like, it's not just the younger girl wants, or the younger person wants a mature, rich, older person to take them away, to, Uh like, let them live the life they would never have had the opportunity to live. It's also the other way around, too. Comes from both directions. And, Mm -hmm. um, like, I, having been once a young girl myself, I know, crazy. Um... (laughs) Like the idea, once upon a time, wait, an immortal goblin. No, (laughs) I was once a young girl, though. Um, (laughs) But like the idea of like um, having financial freedom and having someone who you can trust, who has had those experiences before, so they can like guide you. Like Mm -hmm. the one of the first things that happens um, with the goblin and um, his bride. Um, mm. is like they go to Canada, yeah, and so it's like imagining like your first time traveling, but like you're going with someone you trust who's like an older person who has like this financial stability, so you can pretty much do whatever you want, and like he mm-hmm. follows her around like, oh my God, I have to take care of this horrible, immature jumping around child, like I can't just leave her in a foreign country, um, but part of that is like having that like safety net you know, where she feels comfortable, like, going around and poking her head in everywhere and just basically, like, running amok because mm-hmm. he's right there with her the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And there is that element of trust, um, probably because they've been fated to be together for 900 years. But, you know, like, not everyone has that. 
Yeah. <laughs> not everyone has gods and whatnot working on their side. <laughs> I mean, okay, to to be fair though, uh sometimes God makes you watch everyone you love die for the rest of time. So yes. Yeah, That's you true. know. Good with the bad, you know. You know, there's there's the, the angry God and then there's the one that gives you a small cute child to love. Um Yeah. I also feel like towards the end, like we got the kind of like the double edged sword of like memory and loss and love like everyone kind of doesn't actually get their happy ending in this life like yeah yeah yeah. it was like there was a peak where everything was cool and good and like we thought maybe it would be great on like episode 14 and then it was like confidently say i didn't expect the ending (laughs) right yeah it definitely it definitely is um and this i think is a result of uh the amount of uh content in each episode of a k-drama episode Mm. like we talked about this slightly before we started recording but actually like if you watch a single episode of goblin like basically an entire storyline happens within it and like because you know each episode is like uh, an hour to ninety minutes long. Yeah, it's right? almost a full film, like every single mm-hmm. episode. So, um, yeah, they this happens a lot with. Um, I tend to find this happens a lot with K dramas, where um, especially near the end, it can feel like you get a lot of either um, uh, nothing plots or um, like last minute like twists, uh, which also usually end up being somewhat. Um, somewhat inconsequential um i'm sorry soup you have to use the words (laughs) it's the saccharin placenta sometimes no sometimes you get the saccharin placenta right no um because a lot happens in each uh in each episode there's a lot of content packed in each one so things can turn on a diamond if you really think about it because like when you think about you know a, a show like goblin that's like 16 episodes but actually, if you look at it, like, each episode is, like, an hour and a half long. So, like, that's actually, like, uh It is like the entire episodes. MCU. It's just 16 right. movies. <laughs> it's, like, four four episodes of a regular show per uh, episode of this. So, like, really, you're looking at something that's, like, 64 episodes long. Like, this is, this yeah. is like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood length of, <laughs> of media here. And every moment is beautiful. <laughs> It's gorgeous. I mean, the cinematography is is very very good. Um, I will say that's one of the things that keeps me going back to K dramas as a thing is like um, the way they're crafted and there's a similarity in genre between them. Um, and I'm sure it's the same with anime. Like you watch one anime and then you watch another one and you can see similarities in form between them. But the K drama pacing um tends to be like similar between like series of a specific genre so the romance pacing is very similar um there is a repetition of musical scores of soundtrack that Mm -hmm. sets the scene like super well and that i I really really enjoy and goblin um it definitely shines here as well um there is a beautiful fucking gorgeous fashion and costuming like oh my god if i could wear everything that they wear in these shows i would just oh my god yeah put it all in my closet so the costuming is excellent the like um the sets these like chable houses i don't know i feel like they use 
a lot of I've actually seen different K dramas that use the same exterior houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it, I think that's a, a common enough to the point where like Korean fans actually joke about it. It's great though. Like I loved being like I've seen that house before. It was in this one. <laughs> Um, but like, just like the set design, it's so uh-huh. like, I just want to live in all of them. Um, and I think that like, um, Goblin was the first K-drama I ever watched, but it really like performs oh. super well. And mm-hmm. on, in so many, um, of these like, uh, genre standards, um, mm-hmm. as it were. And like, that's one of the things that keeps me coming back to the, uh, K-dramas as a whole um is just like it's kind of like a comfort thing at this point like Mm. you hear these four songs like you always you always know what's gonna happen the exact same four songs for the exact same moods you always yeah it's like this song comes on you're like oh no it's going to be a sad romantic moment between these two characters right I mean, that is a, I mean, that's a very real thing, um, not just in uh, K-dramas, but uh, actually in the American romance novel, the Western romance novel, uh, to the point where um, if you actually go uh, and you try to publish a, uh, a romance novel, they'll actually ask you for word counts specifically so that they can fit um, the beats of a romance, like of the romance genre kind of within the space. So like... This is actually a real thing that, like, people much smarter than I uh, have thought about and looked into and, like, basically, like, theory-crafted into perfection, right? Um, The fact that uh, romance novels have a predictable flow to them is on purpose. It's a crafted thing, right? It sells. um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of a comfort thing, right? Once you've seen one romantic uh, show, you've seen most of them, and that is in general what people like want right um what was it the, there's a thing that's like there are only 32 different plots um for movies and they just keep like they just keep cycling them. yeah yeah I mean, that's, that's probably very true um yeah like it, when you're operating within genre especially like um strictly within genre um these kinds of things that uh people kind of don't think about uh actually someone has thought about them so I, I always thought that was that was a very cool thing. The fact that like romance novels, when you pitch them, have to be around a certain length so that they know when the story beats should be to align with the expectations mm. of their audience, mm-hmm. right? That's super That's interesting, say, like, but it also makes total sense because like yeah. having yeah. read many romance novels myself, like there's the, you know, we meet, we have some kind of like stretching out of like we don't immediately get together. When we do get right. together in between like 30% and 50% of the novels finished and then there's like a like a there's 75% like where there's got to be some kind of blockade to our love and then we get <laughs> over it and we have this sweet little epilogue where we're probably getting married or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the saccharine placenta. The saccharine placenta, no. yeah. <laughs> I feel like um like one of the things about like K dramas that you start to, well so, some of the things about K dramas that you start to notice that are that similar way is like there's the main couple and then there's like the secondary couple. Yes, yes. Which yes. is is sometimes yep. the comedy couple and in this in this mm-hmm. in in Goblin it's not so much a comedy couple. Um, I mean they kind of are. Oh, they're pretty funny. They're sad though. Their story's so they're sad. sad most they're of very the time. sad also, yes. Um, but like that's a the, that's a secondary couple, um, the Grim Reaper, um, Wang Yo, 
um, played by Ling- Lee Dong-wook, and the uh, chicken lady, Sunny, played by Yuina. Um, they're just like their love story has a lot more of the long, drawn out, like longing looks. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I um, and this may be a consequence of just the kind of person I am. I I almost prefer that that romance to the other well, one. Well, they're also oh. starting both as adults. <laughs> they're both adults the whole time. So love that. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I love that. I just um, I uh, I kind of just adore the like uh very overly dramatic tragic like oh we can't be together <laughs> sort of setup oh it's so sad though it's so but, I mean, sad that like even during like they would flip between the two couples right mm-hmm. and so you'd have the really sad side couple and then they would flip on over to the happy main couple and i'm like i really don't care about this right now my side <laughs> couple is so sad <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean you gotta you gotta have a little bit of levity. You can't just be sad the whole time. I know, I know. and that and that's why I was thinking. Uh, it's true that you need a balance, but at the same time, it's like because the stakes are so heavy on one side, it's like I don't have. I, I'm still invested in that when they flip over, you know. Right. So the transition yeah. can be difficult sometimes, but <laughs> I mean, I will say that some of the most heart wrenching moments, I still think, go to um, the Goblin and Jude and Todd. Sure. Yeah. Like on yeah, the on I the agree. roof, the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Like when oh, she yeah, no, when definitely. she cries and then yes. she forgets he yes! exists. It's yes. Like yes. my mm-hmm. heart yes. breaks yep. every yep. time. Yeah. Yep. There. So there are a couple of. Um, so if okay, if anyone knows me for any like extended period of time, um, <laughs> you will eventually come to know about me that there are a couple of tropes that I uh, I love and I'm a sucker for every time they happen. And one of them, without doubt, is uh, is memory loss. Um, some of the other ones, reincarnation, mm. actually, as it turns out, right? And those two are often intertwined. Um, but I adore when somebody forgets somebody else and. Um, even better if somebody forgets another person, but that other person is still there to like know they have been forgotten. Oh, mm. <laughs> it hits me right in the Kokoro. <laughs> There's another K drama that I'm thinking of right now. Um, I think it's called Devilish Joy that has a lot of like memory loss as a theme that you might want to check out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like I loss, you say. I don't know if I've ever finished it. That's another one of the like I can never finish things, but mm-hmm. I should go watch it again. I really liked the main couple. They had a like a height difference thing going on that was really cute. Oh, mm. we always yeah, love like yeah. very very tall boy and like tiny little petite girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although there are some scenes like there, he's so tall. There are some scenes <laughs> where it's just like, okay, that's just tall. awkward. It's very, it's tall. very like a Dex bonus and Sam stripping. Like he's so oh, like, oh, literally, them, no, no joke. That every time someone brings up a couple with like a, a huge uh, height yeah. difference, that's the first two people. Yes, me too. Every time, yeah. I feel like I'm we've got. Like, like, I've, I've seen it. We've got a an, a normal amount of height difference in in the Goblin leads. Like June Taka oh, yeah, is yeah. So, a little yeah, bit shorter than. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, not Kim so Shin, stark but... that it's like uh, that, that it's like very noticeable. No, not one of um, the it's... like. It's not they, they don't use that trope in this one. No. Um. Um. I mean, I, you don't need to, I guess. When no. when your guy is like an all powerful uh, goblin, that can do you think that he could just make himself stuff? grow? Like if he was like shorter, because like he was born in what like sixteen six hundred some something. How, like a, when's the Gorio dynasty? Question. Um, 
the Goryeo Dynasty. Let's Google. Is, Let's go to Google. <laughs> uh, founded in 19... Oh, 918. Sorry. Okay, so he was um, born in like the 900s or whatever. Like, humanity yeah, that, has been generally getting taller. That makes sense. So um, It makes sense because it's... um. Do you uh, think he like made himself over the, taller the over time to just like... I think, I think he was just born that tall because he was also like a war general, right? Like, right. tall people tend to be like the big warrior guys, right? He did keep kicking everyone's ass. He killed so many people that God had to punish him. <laughs> that's i mean that's a lot of people i mean he did kill a lot of people and it's not like he did it because he wanted to like his king told him to his king appointed by god although yeah, his god king god- did tell him to okay. lose the battles and then he didn't <laughs> so and then he didn't yeah uh i mean to be fair like uh they uh very clearly have like a they're playing a little fast and loose right God is a little bit of a God, God is a little bit of a, a mischievous fucker. Mm, mm-hmm. And there's you also know? there's the two incarnations of God or the two gods. Yeah, um, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah. So uh, in the very very beginning, um, there's the grandma um, who she either is like you know old grandma selling jewelry and or cabbage. Um, or she's the gorgeous woman in red and it's the same person but she's also like buddy buddy to god and an all-powerful being herself and i never quite understood where she fits in in terms of and again i think this is the like clashing of korean mythology and christianity um, where at some points, like, it doesn't really make sense, but everyone just accepts that it doesn't make sense, I guess. Mm. Um, in that, like, she and God just kind of hang out and are both gods of a sort. Yeah, they never specify what types of gods they are or what specifically their powers are. It's just implied that they're both deities and that's... Yeah, of a certain kind. <laughs> and in in a way... Like Kim Shin has near godlike powers as well, mm-hmm. and has been around for nine hundred years. I feel like the only difference really is that he started as a human being and was given his powers hierarchically by a different god. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe if he just yeah. stuck around for a long enough time, <laughs> <laughs> he would have ascended. <laughs> We can have a second I mean, Goblin me- movie where it's about, like, <laughs> actually, that's another K-drama, The Bride of the Water God. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, to be fair, the, um, like, they do kind of make a point of, like, pointing out how, how powerful he is, right? The fact that his mood affects the weather, uh, and that's, like, mm-hmm. a thing. So, like, uh, yeah, I... It, I am not 100% clear on the mythology of the show itself. Um, I, I don't either, think that it is clear. Honest. I think that it's impossible yeah. to be clear. I think it's very like, also, flexible. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, in a lot of ways it's meant to be kind of, um, kind of ambiguous uh, because it feels uh, more mysterious. And, I mean, to be honest, like, you don't really need them to, like... Um, Okay, so this is, like, a thing, right? Um, I feel like you are allowed to make a piece of media and hint at a larger world and um, leave a lot of gaps yeah. that don't mm-hmm. need to be filled. 
Like we yeah. live in the age of um, you know, of of Wikipedia and uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord of the Rings kind of becoming uh, essentially like an encyclopedia of everything, mm-hmm. right? And we have to ass- we assume that's the default mode that each story should operate in. Um, but like actually it's so it's completely okay to just be like I I don't know, there's gods. Um, yeah. How many? Yeah. I feel like it, it's interesting the places in which um, the K drama allows there to be that like flexibility, like loose definition, and then the places in which they try and like wrap things up into as tight a circle as possible, um, like in the saccharine placenta, where oh. <laughs> they give you every character's epilogue. Like, right. this is how absolutely everyone's life goes on after the show. So you don't have to have any, like, I wonder what happened, question mark, question uh-huh. marks. Uh-huh. Although Goblin's not, like, the best at this. Um, but that is also, like, a, a feature of the K-drama genre as a thing where they tend to have, like, leftover screen time. And they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? We will just say right. how we, everyone's life goes from this moment on. Um, give everyone the beautiful gushy epilogue where they just have happiness and joy forever and ever. Um, not how Goblin goes again. Um, kind of, not really. Kind of, kind of. Eh. It's but it's like, not as they, clear they really, cut. Well, I was gonna say they 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 leave you with the very bittersweet gut punch, mm-hmm. very much on purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the things that makes Goblin more memorable. Is that yeah, you still I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the leftover, a, like, yearning. I don't know. Right. I, I love a, a good, like, op- a, a sort of, like, um, open-ended um, ending where you could infer what happens from the uh, thematic sort of um, elements of the text, but it doesn't spell it out for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. this was a thing when um, the uh, the Annihilation movie came out. A lot of people were very confused by that movie, and they were like, but what about the ending, right? And the same same thing with Inception, right? It's like, oh, mm. but what about the ending? Is it real? Is it a dream? Is is she the real lady or is she a, an alien, right? And the answer is, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. Also, yeah, yeah. You can, That's not the point. <laughs> but you can also kind of infer what the what the answer is supposed to be from the mm-hmm. thematic elements of the text. But right. you know, um, society wasn't ready for that back then, you know. And I think that we're becoming even more not ready, like the. With the advent of the internet, every question must mm-hmm. be answered. Mm-hmm. Like you have yeah, the ability yeah. to write a like the entire blog about every single episode of Goblin. So why not ask every single question? And I feel like this is mm-hmm. having the directors and writers accessible, like on right, Twitter. Exactly. You can be like, thinking. but what about mm-hmm. right. what happened with this? Like, what about right. what about what happened with this? And you can maybe like it's possible to get answers to those unanswered questions. And so now we kind of assume that all of those questions will be answered. And I think that having things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Lord of the Rings television show and like all of the Disney Plus television shows, it's like if there are any loose ends we're just going to turn them into six-part miniseries, you know? Right, exactly. Welcome welcome to the Boba Fett Diaries. Yeah, it's like if there's any <laughs> unanswered questions, we're just going to use that to make another show. Whereas I love how K-dramas, not all of them, 
but a large portion of them is just mm-hmm. one season and done. Yeah, like just that's very it. Yep. And it's also really cute how they tend to like refer to the things the actors have been in before. Like I was watching mm-hmm. um, Tale of the Nine Tailed, which also has um, Lee Dong Wook in it, and. Yeah. Um, he makes references to goblins and grim reapers in the, in the show and nice, it's just nice. like a like a really cute little, cute little like nod. wink to the audience Very cute yeah yeah well that's like um you know um cuz i'm pretty sure we didn't uh we didn't talk about this uh, on the recording but um uh they go to see so uh untak and uh kim shin go to watch a movie together and it's it's trained to busan who if you don't know gong yu also plays the um the main character in that movie so um it's it's just it's a funny little like tie-in just like saying like ah yeah. i'm gonna have to watch that part again because i hadn't watched train to busan it's, when i watched it's really Goblin. funny because he's watching that part and then he's just like oh he's, it's, yeah he's so, so scary, scary. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know the reference and now i do and like i've, I've watched train to busan and i'm a huge weenie when it comes to horror but it actually isn't that like yeah. it's not that bad, and so now it's yeah. even more yeah, it's, hilarious it's to me um... that he was reacting the way he was. <laughs> right, Train to Busan isn't like isn't that bad um, as a as a horror film. It's um, much more just kind of like there to punch you in in the guts and make you feel sad, which it did. Just over I felt and sad. over again. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think um, the part I, that I... I hated the most about Train to Busan was that the asshole um like banker or whatever dude lived as long as he did yeah 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 yeah. 100 percent. oh i should i should watch that movie again oh Oh, it makes me so good i heard they made a second one but it's not even nearly as good which upsets me like if they ever made a second goblin i feel like it would just be a letdown i i (laughs) I feel like yeah um it's very much that that like you have to kind of just let well enough alone at a certain point right and i feel like Um, k-dramas understand to a certain extent, like they have the 16 episodes where sometimes they could have used right. 10, but like they understand to a certain extent that like you don't you don't need to go back for more. Like it's only ever going to be not as good as the original. Like imagine yeah. a universe in which they never made anything past the first three Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. like I am mean, we... happy that we have the Mandalorian, but also. We we are distinctly in an era where that kind of media is not only um, being made, but very, very popular, right? Because, mm. like, it used to be that Disney would release sequels to their very popular movies as VHS-only releases to just, like, kind of cash in and make a buck, right? But now, like, people look at them and hold them up as, like, the the thing, right? It's, like, an extension of the universe. Everything has to have an extended universe. Yeah. And there's very much a part of me that really gravitates towards, like, these very isolated kind of um, singular experiences that I can, like, watch and then put down and mm. then kind of just be done with. And I like that. Uh, I like when things have a lot of open-ended, like, loose stuff. Like, that's the thing I really have been enjoying about um, Disco Elysium, which is Mm. um, it is a game that presents to you a world that is so big and wide and vast and complicated and very well thought out. Mm -hmm. But they only show you so much of it because you're just some random hobo cop that drinks too much (laughs) and can't remember shit anymore. Um, And I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I love that the scope of it 
is so much smaller, even though the the implied world is bigger, and even if all of that stuff isn't necessarily filled in. I right. I like when something is like well thought out, but also like um, leaves some gaps for you to do some thinking. I mean, like really. Uh, we live in an age where um, I feel like, to a certain extent, we've almost like we're almost like losing our, our roots in terms of like um, being able to like take a piece of media that has been um, put out and is like it, it's its own singular experience, and then like being like, you know what, I wanted some more of that, but instead of official content, uh, you just go and you write some fan fiction. Ah, uh, yes, fan the fiction, fan fiction. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and like, I feel like I feel like it's it's kind of um part of it is that we used to watch things and be like what is like what is this telling me what what can i learn from this like i'm going to analyze this media and now we're just watching things and just absorbing whatever they tell mm-hmm. you and not like looking into it and not like analyzing it sure like um i think tiktok has kind of like given me a little bit of a resurgence oh, of more analytical um, media viewing because there was one TikTok which kind of blew my mind um, saying that the Eternals is a uh, abortion allegory mm-hmm. where oh. they're like they're they're making the decision whether to allow this like great being to be born or not uh-huh. and if it's born it will like harm its parent planet irreparably so whose life is more important the mother or the child Right, yeah. And I didn't think about that until the this like TikToker was like this is what this is saying and I'm like holy shit. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like the thing, right, is that um I feel like uh critical reading has never <laughs> never been at a, a a better or worse place really. Um cuz I think in general um on one hand it is we're in kind of a very depressing place where um School doesn't really teach you how to read critically. Mm. To, to be honest, I like didn't actually get formal education in how to read anything critically until I was in college, right? Because before then, anything that I knew about reading things critically came from online. And like that's kind of the other side of the coin, which is that um, there are a lot of people doing a lot of work online to ensure that you know people are looking at media uh, critically and making sure that they have the literacy to be able to you know, think about and absorb stuff. But also, like, I think part of the reason why it's so hard to uh, analyze media right now is because there's just so much of it. Mm. Mm, right? Yeah, that's true. This is mm-hmm. um something that I'm beginning to feel even, like, doing mm. this podcast, right? Like, it's a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. You know, it's um, we're meant to be here uh, analyzing things critically. But um, I'm not going to lie to you. After four... Uh, and some amount of years of pretty regularly uh, watching seasonal anime and talking about it um, and, like, you know, going through it over and over again, I'm tired. Like, there's <laughs> too much anime coming out right now. It's like, yep. straight up. There's yep. so much more than there used to be, and a lot yep. of it is better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of hate it. Just, just imagine, <laughs> imagine how the writers and directors and animators feel. Oh, God, Exhausted, yeah. and, I'm sure. Yes. The pace at which animation is uh being made is unsustainable straight up like we've already seen at least a couple of big high profile projects collapse under the weight of their own production scheduling Mm -hmm. and some good projects right you know like uh one drag priority which 
I mean, oh god, we're not gonna talk about the last couple episodes of Under Egg Priority. Um, I can't, I can't open that can of worms right now. <laughs> um, I never but, watched the last episode. Uh, I didn't watch the last episode they made, like the OVA episode they yeah, made the like, afterwards. One, yeah. um, well, I never watched just... the last season of Game of Thrones, and I think I'm better for it. So I, <laughs> you're probably you better for too. it. <laughs> yeah, I think you stopped at the at the right time, right? Yeah. Um, I like uh, like Skate the Infinity had to just like take a break to like um make, have a, a week to recuperate, basically to like um, put out a. Uh, a recap episode, right? Recap episode, the bane of all serialized animation. <laughs> I mean, so. thankfully, Skate turned out fine. Skate still end, turned out well, yeah. yeah it was still very but like, good, but, like, obviously unsustainable. Yeah. Well, um, oh, definitely. Whatever just, schedule yeah. they were on, <laughs> they needed um, to take a break. <laughs> and game devs and yeah. uh, and Webtoon writers and artists yeah. and oh everyone God, else. Yeah. But, like, circling back to K-dramas, um, I feel like one of the really cool things about... And obviously this probably isn't cool to anyone who wants to break into the industry, but like Mm -hmm. you watch a one season K-drama and you're like, well, there's not five seasons of this that I can binge, but you can go and watch a bunch of other stuff that the actors have been in. Like I tend to find like a lot of my new favorites in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. like one of the cool things about kind of exposing yourself to Korean drama for the first time is like you watch Goblin, let's say, and then the four main actors all have this amazing body of work that you can then like work through. Like I had never seen Train to Busan and I went and watched it because I was like, what else has Gong Yu been in? And like people who might have gotten exposed to K-dramas for the first time via Squid Game. Um, Gong Yu's also in that and like being like, what else has he done? Or what else have the other actors in this show done? And instead of going for like, let me watch Star Wars episode one through six and then seven through nine and then the Mandalorian and then the book of Boba Fett and then the Clone Wars, which is all in one cinematic universe. Instead, you tend to work your way through the actor or writers or directors um, body of work because they tend to have these limited series, but they, you, you tend to follow the people who are making them um, versus trying to stay in the same universe. There's a couple K dramas that have like a season two, but I haven't run into that many. Yeah. I mean, I think um, also like people are um, very uh, aware of Korean media at the, at this very uh, moment. Just because, like, uh, you know, how you wave stuff mm. and... Um, it's very the, intentional. Um, Korea's put a yeah. lot of money into making it be that way. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I mean, anything... Netflix has also put Korean drama... Uh, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that a lot general. is that a lot of Korean dramas yeah. um, end up on, on Netflix where people will, will be right, exposed exactly. to them. Um, yeah, Netflix any, has any... put out a lot of dramas, which is great. But like now, I have like two or three different services that are just for K dramas. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the way it works, right? Um, right. Unfor- unfortunately, God, don't we don't we know what it's like to subscribe to too many subscription services to watch all of the. I got like four tabs open, and I'm like, what do I want to yeah. watch tonight? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's so much stuff to watch. I just uh, I can't I can't keep up with all of it, uh, and I want to keep up with all of it. Is the problem? I think. I think that's your I, problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to um, wait until you're reincarnated, soup. 
I do. I'll I'll reincarnate into uh, somebody who never has to work a day in their life. A chable. I'll do. Yeah, I'll I'll reincarnate into a chable and I'll do nothing but watch K dramas for an entire life. That sounds great. Now it I want to really watch. Does, now right? I want to watch the K drama where there's like a chable who's addicted to watching K dramas and never leaves his house, but his family is like, "You have to get married," and so they like force him into this manufactured plot of a K drama, like make him like. <laughs> basically do like i don't know like an escape room or like what is it like like they do they make that for him and they like assign actors to the roles that are all like or the truman show it's like the truman show um but with a chable who needs to get married and then he he ends up falling in love with someone who's completely outside of the entire scheme and oh my god i should write this like i'm this is my million dollar idea i think i I think this this would be Pretty choice, uh, pretty pretty choice book idea. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think you could easily market this. Uh, yes, me, a white woman, writes about Korea. That sounds like a great yep. idea. <laughs> Do it. It's okay if you write it for me. I'll slap my name on it. There, that's <laughs> what it is. And then we'll work together. Perfect. You'll have a yeah. sensitivity reading and editing, and then it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look over your shoulder as you write it, and I'll just be like, mm, okay, no, this is not correct. <laughs> No, no, no. Here's make, how no, here's how make- it goes. I will decide that I need to move to Korea for a business expense. Right, okay. right, right. Yes, and then yes. just like it's an immersive business expense that I then mm-hmm. can write off because I needed to do it for my book. Yes. There there are like um there <laughs> and like obviously like this is terrible, but like there are there's quite a, a storied history of um of white people uh taking non-white names in order to market their stuff it's, it's a whole thing yeah whoa I mean, like a, okay <laughs> do you, like um like there was a um there was a uh a story about like a marvel writer yes who, uh, i was what? literally i was gonna bring yeah. up the no same way. thing like a marvel yeah, yeah, so, writer who like was this white ass man like they like, totally white and like took a i think japanese name Mm-hmm. Oh no! So that they could be like the diversity hire. <gasps> I think. Oh um, no! I actually think that something similar has happened with um with Bitcoin. I think they found out that the guy who invented Bitcoin was just a white guy who took a Japanese person's name. Ugh. Oh. But, uh. Yeah. So um. Anyway. <laughs> gonna oh. show, we're gonna put that aside obviously blue jay would never do that um, no i wouldn't i am self-aware and that's why i mentioned it in this podcast that i would not do that thing yeah that's, this is us holding <laughs> you quietly accountable makes a new account <laughs> i Just would never quietly deletes twitter account no i would at least yeah. co-write okay yeah i have yeah. some decency <laughs> I'm just going to sell my idea to an authentic Korean person. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, just talking slightly back in the direction uh, of Goblin, um, just just kind of as we're uh, sort of, I suspect, on the, the tail end of this discussion, mostly because we've been going for an hour and a half already. Um, <laughs> there is some stuff that I, I really enjoy about Goblin as a as a piece of romantic fiction. Um, hmm. because it has a lot of the tropes that just fucking are sniper shot aimed at my brain. Um, <laughs> so like, obviously I've talked about how memory loss is one of my, my like big, uh, big 
heart good tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes mm-hmm. me feel sad, but that also makes it like in a good way. Like I feel sad in a way that makes me feel good. Um, maybe because I'm a masochist. But um, <laughs> there is a lot of stuff about um, immortality that I think is like cool. Mm. Like I love when you have like um, uh, these uh, characters of differing lifespans who mm. have to grapple with that. And yeah. I love it when they do it in a way that, um, like, obviously you can do it a very, like, standard way where you can be like, oh, no, the tragedy, I'm going to have to watch you die, etc. But I guess we can be together, right? And as long as you do that well, it will, it will turn out well, right? I like it here because, like, she's literally the key to him dying. But then when he, like, figures out that she can end him she, uh, he's like wait actually hold on hold on uh, wait wait actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hold on yeah. uh, mm, uh. Um, and that's an interesting reversal of the power dynamics which i think we've t- it, we've talked about in an earlier uh, conversation an earlier combo, yeah mm-hmm. just the idea sure. that like classically like older man lived 900 years has godlike powers would be the person who has like the the leverage in the relationship but this little 19 year old can kill you <laughs> <laughs> like she's the only one who can um uh-huh. she has your life in her hands and and so that's an interesting reversal of the power dynamic and also like in terms of the romance of it all like she uh, has to kill him or she'll die right right and yeah. there being that kind of like push and pull of this is your only path to death but now you feel more alive than you ever have mm-hmm. and uh oh, actually, you have to die, really. Um, and you're not allowed to just live for another 80 years with mm-hmm. this woman um, and then have her pull out the sword at the last minute. Like, you actually have a time limit on this. Um, mm-hmm. And that, it's right. so romantic. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I'm right with no. you there, Soup. Like, it's so romantic to be like, but actually, she has to kill you. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. my heart. I've 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 said this in the past, but um, the the trope of like uh, I want you to be the one to kill me is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's so good. It's like if I, I I love it even in a non-romantic context. I love I love 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 uh-huh. love the trope of like if I must die, let it uh-huh. be by your hand. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. So at good. the very beginning of uh, of the show when you have you know Kim Shin and he's like there and he like goes to his like his uh second in command and he's just like i want you to be the one to kill me right i'm like oh you're like bro you're like bro bro. this bro romance i can't even take it well and i just like i also love i don't know if this is i don't know if this is used often enough to be tropey but the idea of like i've wanted to die this whole time until i met the vehicle of my death and now i no longer (laughs) wish to like i don't know if there's enough media where that is present for it to be a trope Mm. but it's definitely um one of the main themes of goblin and it's so like resonant just it's it's very i've been searching for my death for 900 years Mm -hmm. and watching everyone i love die and suffering the whole time and now when Mm -hmm. i finally find the weapon of my demise i don't want to die anymore Mm -hmm. you know what i I have definitely seen that kind of trope before. Um, I don't know if there is a name for it. I'm sure there is. People on TV tropes are fucking weird. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not as overused as some of the other ones. Right. No, 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 no. 
but it's <laughs> um it's definitely um one of the things I also like uh in the kind of play of immortality. I love when um somebody who is ostensibly immortal like realizes the um that the end of their life is near and realizes that they don't actually want to go. I think you know what actually I think that the reason I like this trope so much is because I watched way too much Doctor Who when I was younger. <gasps> oh my god, yes! Oh. I had a big so like, Doctor Who era when I was in like college. Yeah, right. So like anytime, anytime they're like, um, anytime you know you're at the uh, end of a of a doctor's like you know uh, regeneration cycle. And yeah, and he's just like you know like I don't I'm, wanna I'm go. gonna continue to live, but I don't want to go. You're like. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> God, David Tennant, that fucking lie. scene gets me oh. every time. And yeah. like, oh. I, mean, I also recently I think- started rewatching Doctor Who. I just good, good. I got up to um, the the new um, female Doctor Jodie Whittaker. Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah, I stopped watching right when uh, Peter Capaldi came in. That's when which, I originally um, stopped too. Which is kind of a shame because I hear he was actually pretty good in the role, but he's um, got he's definitely he gets better know. towards the end of his reign, I guess, as a Doctor Who. Um, Jody, I feel like she needed better writing. I've seen some. Um, oh, I haven't yeah. seen all of her seasons, but uh, I think I think you can say that about a lot of Doctor Who. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like be- it suffered from a similar fate to a lot of the media you're talking about, where they're just like, you just got to make more episodes, make as many make as many episodes as possible um go fast and that tends to yeah, create yeah. less quality writing the writing staff is overwhelmed the production there's... staff is overwhelmed and you get less good stuff because of it i think there's also just a certain um level to it where um the writing staff is just not as keyed into uh what makes for effective media uh, as you know, uh, as they should be, right? Um, this was the case with uh, the very end. I mean, really, honestly, kind of throughout the entirety of Matt Smith's run as the Doctor, but mm. like, um, definitely near the end, you can kind of tell that a lot of it was um, very geared toward like spectacle and bombast. And that's Stephen Moffat these... for you, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very, and then Moffat obviously doesn't know how to write women either. Oh yeah, um, I was I was like, reading something the other day where it was saying there's probably I think four different characters where they meet the Doctor as a child and are like forever altered because of it, and then he kisses them as an adult. Like, mm. yeah, it's like it's really uh. weird. It's it's pretty weird. <laughs> and we're not talking not like lie. in the Goblin when she's like 19 when they meet. We're talking like nine years old. Yeah. Like or yeah, an um, infant, like at like uh-huh. very yeah. problematic. <laughs> if you had any concerns about like you know the sort of like um, uh, grooming implications, it is very much not um, as bad in Goblin. Um, in Doctor Who, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. So if you're if you're <laughs> if you're concerned about any sort of like trigger warnings that come with Goblin, I don't know if you could have gotten through this whole thing without already watching it. Because we went all over the place, and <laughs> but um, there, it's very, very light when it comes to 
adult man and young girl sort of stuff like i know that can be really triggering for some people it's yeah. it's very yeah light yeah, yeah. touch it's mostly him trying to get rid of her yeah when she's, she's younger like, mm, yeah yeah i love you because you have money and stuff like, right uh, I, it's gonna be five thousand I mean, dollars thank y'all yeah, thanks so yeah that that is the thing right is that obviously um there is a level of um untak as a character has more uh, general agency than um, similar characters in similar situations. Mm. Um, you know, obviously she is the one who is um, taking uh, the sort of aggressive stance in the relationship and like pursuing it, mm-hmm. right? And uh, for the most part, uh, Kim Shin is just kind of like, uh, I don't know what's, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, no. I don't want this, right? Um and, and the then occasionally she... saving her life also. <laughs> right, exactly. And obviously she holds the power to to kill him. Um it's a very pointed sort of like um <laughs> pointed power <laughs> balance that goes yeah. Um but uh at the same time obviously like, you know, she's a character that is being written by somebody. Every aspect of her is being crafted, right? It's like the um the the idea of of a strong female character um when like at the end of the day they're still like kind of being written for a specific purpose uh and they're being written by a man and and all that kind of stuff right um but you know it, the way that it plays out i think is more palatable to watch than it could have otherwise been you know i like i also feel like she doesn't live for him where yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's often like with um uh, with Bella and Twilight, with Bella and Edward's relationship, yeah. she ceases to exist when he's not around. Um right. and that's not the case for Untak at all because she is pursuing her like I don't know, college degree. She's like taking right. her exams i don't i'm trying to mm-hmm. like i keep thinking a levels and i'm like no that's britain you idiot yeah she has a lot <laughs> no, of relationships um, with yeah. other people yeah i really appreciate yeah, yeah she yeah, has yeah. a relationship yeah. with her boss and she has the relationship mm-hmm. with her class president and she has mm-hmm. like her own job and her own life outside of her romance with the goblin and right, um yeah. i feel like that fleshes her out as a character and makes the often problematic age difference more like palatable um because some of the other issues that often come along with the age difference in romance are not present Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. not in the same ways um right yeah it's not red flag city no i wouldn't watch i wouldn't watch (laughs) if it were so i just know that some people might have like uh like trigger warnings for content like that and like this is yeah very light so like obviously Mm -hmm. like i mean go at your own pace and all that but i would still recommend mm -hmm. it there's Mm -hmm. also just definitely just like um a level of where it's like i mean at least at least she's like technically an adult and Mm -hmm. like he's technically an adult and it's not a situation where like she's a high schooler who's in love with her teacher or whatever. That's where it gets like a very dicey. Can I just say, you know? like, what high schooler hasn't had a crush on one of their teachers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's not the problem. That's, the problem is when the adult the like gets involved in that part. Like, eh. right? Yeah. Like, kids Definitely. have crushes on adults all the time. The problem is when the adult gets involved in that crush. That's not. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it is very much within the realm of like. Um, 
Yeah, I guess, like, you know, I can see why, like, you might enjoy this, especially as, okay, so, like, this is the thing, right, is that, like, um, you have two separate groups of people, like you, like you said earlier, Blue, about, mm. um, how you have the, the high schoolers who see this, and they're, like, wow, hell yeah, what a fantasy, yeah, 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 I, this is, like, super cool and sexy and stuff, and then you have the other end, which is just kind of like weirdo adults, who are just like, mm, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, children, uh, and you're uh, like, oh god, uh, question like, mark. I, I want, I want a world that is safe for children to have that kind of media and not be so um, normalized to it. Like, this is the thing about problematic media that um, I've kind of come to uh, the point where I can verbalize it. Mm. where um, I have been kind of bouncing it around for a while, and I think thinking about it, I've been seeing what other people have been saying, right? Where um, the thing about saying that a piece of media is problematic is that it was never necessarily about just a specific piece of media, but it's talking about general trends. If you have one show that has, like, a big age difference, right, and it might not even treat that age difference as sensitively as Goblin does, right? It's not necessarily a problem on its own. It's a problem when that trope gets, like, codified and normalized in a way where it can um, be used in, in nefarious ways to um You mean, like, heteronormativity it. soup? Yeah, heteronormativity. In fact, I'm going to make it illegal to be straight. Ah, good. Whoa. Good. I'm all, right. I'm all for it. <laughs> yep. Sorry, everybody. You gotta be gay. At least a little That's bit. The, them's the rules. You have At to least have a little bit. If you are a heterosexual man, you still need to have a crush on Ryan Reynolds, and then you're right. You, <laughs> and then you you're ha- okay. You are required to have at least one man crush, uh, and if you if you do not have one, then um, we will uh, assign sorry, just, Ryan Reynolds yep. to you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I was uh, I was assigned Ryan Reynolds at birth. <laughs> <laughs> and who is it for women? With Gillian Anderson, like. Oh, Jillian Anderson. I mean, sure. as a non-straight myself, I have many. Um, so <laughs> I can't speak for all straight women. <laughs> Un- unfortunate. But I'm sure there's lots yeah. of cuties that you guys, you guys can crush on. But I know via TikTok that for straight men, it's Ryan Reynolds. Interesting. Yes, TikTok <laughs> has told me what this. What the fuck? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, really? Yeah, I can see Ryan, it. Yeah, Ryan he's Reynolds. Cute. Is he's cute. He's funny. Like, he's non-threatening. Yeah, he's funny and charming and handsome. Why I guess not? you know what. Okay, yeah. No, I I understand now. You've you've um you've convinced me uh talking upon his other merits because when I look at Ryan Reynolds, I'm just like, this is just a man. Like you know, no, no, no. <laughs> like, part of it is that he's not too like otherworldly handsome. Okay. All right. I see. I see. And yeah. He has some, like, okay, self-aware I, I commentary. Like he's not up his own butt in terms right. of like he's, not he's able like to make he's fun got a little down to earth humor about right, him. No, I, exactly. I, I see where you're coming see, from. See, that's, that's why it's not right. Lee Pace because any woman who looks at Lee Pace would immediately leave their husbands and right, <laughs> right. The men can't have that. The straight men they feel threatened <laughs> right, right, right. by that. The men feel threatened exactly. <laughs> so, so it has to be a, a man that you can imagine like not hitting on your wife, and I think Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> is that man <laughs> yeah ryan reynolds would never come up to your girl in the club and slap her ass no he would res- he would respect her 
you know you what? Probably okay. make her laugh a little bit. All right. Here's here's my decree. Um, everybody, everybody uh, who um, is a heterosexual um, man, uh, you are now being assigned Kazuma Kiryu as your man crush. <laughs> Aww. There will be no discussion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone way away from all of the subjects. We've gone uh, so far off topic. So far off topic, but you know, it's we're talking about visual media. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, of this is visual media. It is. It's hard to talk about one thing without also talking about all of the stuff around it. Um, especially if you take a critical <laughs> yeah. lens, you have to talk about things uh, in context. Um, yeah. Uh, I do. I did realize that we got here by talking about uh, some of the tropes that I love in Goblin, and I, I'm just going to say very briefly that the other trope that I really like is um, is another immortality trope. It's the immortality trope where you have um, a guy who uh, or uh, somebody who is uh, ostensibly immortal, and they meet somebody, and they're like, "Ah, I feel emotions now for the first time <laughs> in hundreds oh, yeah, you're of a years." Huge sucker for those. <laughs> I will say I, that in relation so to that as well, I loved the relationship between the Goblin and the Grim Reaper. That was yes, like my favorite so part because of the I, show. I feel like you could almost say similarly to like, "Ah, oh, I have feelings again" in terms of Untak, like. He also has like quite an emotional relationship with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Um yeah, and in fact I mean, the Grim the Grim Reaper is one of the only people who I mean, we find out later there are more than one person who remembers him, but like when God erases his memory from the world, he leaves mm-hmm. it with um the Grim Reaper as like yeah. the sole carrier. I mean, obviously that's not entirely true. We we later learn in the show, but like it's right, kinda yeah. cute. You know, lady yeah. OP. like they're they have a bromance that's very like angry with lots of silverware being thrown around. But like them sitting at the table and like cooling down beers and like hard boiling eggs together. Yeah, I love that scene. <laughs> I love the scene where he's just like, here, can you chill this for me? And he's like, OK, <laughs> it's so good and it's so cute. And like, I feel like that the fact that the drama doesn't just exist as like this is a romance these are two romances between these two characters but there are all these interpersonal relationships that are all very valued and important like um Mm -hmm. the goblin's relationship with his caretaker family um oh my god when his i guess um, the CEO guy, I forget what his name was, when he passes away, it's oh, n- such an emotional it, it, moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. You feel as hurt as the goblin, probably. <laughs> and yeah, it's um, a sweet like, old man. <laughs> it is, well, so it's one thing to uh, hear, uh, you know, Kimishin talking about how I've, everyone I, I have ever loved has passed away. Right. And it's another right. thing entirely to, like, actually be there and experience it happening, yes. especially with a character you've been with for uh, quite a long time at this point, yes. honestly. Yeah. Like- and Goblin gives, it gives, the show gives so much weight to all of these interpersonal relationships. And it's really, mm-hmm. it's really one of the things that makes the show something that you, that I've watched. I think this is my third time watching it all the way through. Um, it's just like, it continues to sing in those moments. And that's like on actor chemistry, but also in the writing. Oh yeah. Um, and in, you know, all of the design elements, uh, that just makes it a really good show is that all these people 
like working together um and the relationships between the characters and not just the the love interests yeah i actually i really love all the tiny little side stories they also Mm -hmm. uh incorporate to um essentially like bolster the themes that they're telling in this story like Every time there's a Grim Reaper scene with like a person he has to help pass on, mm, or every time yeah, there's a yeah, scene yeah. where the goblin is like helping some random stranger, <sighs> those are all. So I get beautiful. so emotional. I cry like every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, right? Is that um, it's very important for a, a show like this to um, have moments outside of the the main cast, uh, yes. where the characters are kind of allowed to breathe. Yes, um, yes, yes. And there's a lot of space to do so uh, in the show because there's a lot of very intense, dramatic stuff that happens in the show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weight put behind it. It treats that matter, you know, those those uh, scenes very seriously. Um, um, except for the car accident, the massive except for the, car except for the crash. Car accident. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't that, think that, that one's was, true. That's a lot. <laughs> that one was a lot. But there's like a lot of moments where like the show is like either. Um, quite sentimental or quite sad or mm-hmm. um you know uh quiet right there's yeah. like these moments where um <laughs> okay this is this is funny because like uh, i just i was just talking about how good it is with uh you know with the gravity of these situations but there is also there is also the sequence where uh the goblin uh basically tells someone hey don't kill yourself here's a subway sandwich <laughs> I was just gonna say and, that a lot of these um, moments are sponsored by Subway. <laughs> uh, that is, that is one thing. If you pay attention, is that this uh, show is quite egregious with some of its product placement. There's I a lot love of that though. They don't try and hide it's it. They don't try and funny. trick you. They're just like, this is sponsored <laughs> by this coffee shop. Yep, this is sponsored by by Subway. Um, here's this weird like almond beverage that everybody drinks for their hangovers, right? Um, but like, there's also just like a lot of uh, you know. It's almost like slice of life e in a way, even though there's like this kind of supernatural right, yeah. drama mm-hmm, going on, mm-hmm. and that contrasts with that supernatural drama in, a, in like a mm-hmm. a decent way. It like makes a flow and a rhythm that like keeps things moving, and also like a lot of the show is just very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like very funny moments, especially when um, both Kim Shin and um, uh, you know, Wangya, the the Reaper, are on screen together. Um, you know, you're right. It comes down to actor chemistry. Like Gong Yu is like very good with his facial expressions. Like he <laughs> does that thing where he he like opens his entire face up super wide. And he's like, yeah, <gasps> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's a lot of that stuff, but also like you know, um. Untuk is also like a very funny character, right? A lot of the mm-hmm. time she's very snarky and witty. Yes. Um she's very playful. She's like just give me $5,000 and mm-hmm. I will leave you alone, mm-hmm. right? Um and then you have uh like okay. So like the relationship between um between Wangya and Sunny are is like very serious and very dramatic and like very sad and tragic. Um but there's also just like so much in between where it's just so bonkers. Because, like, <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a cell phone. Oh, my I God. I love I that. I cannot speak to you unless I have a business card. Let me not right. talk to he's you like, for a week and a half. There's a lot of these gags where he's invisible and he's like, um, he's like, oh, no, she tripped. I'm going to have to save her. And he's, like, just standing. He's just sitting there. And she's like, what the hell? 
Um, and she then she's this, being haunted by a ghost. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and then there's the scene where she like um, takes the branch and like she just, like calculates the height. And goes whoosh, yes, and he's like, oh, I feel like that. I, I feel like that's where me. it starts to go into just like sad. That was the last like funny moment. That <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. From then I mean, on, like it's when just he went horribly to sad. The, but, to blame. but until then, the relationship is extremely funny. And yeah, very no, you're completely, you're completely right. I just, I having just watched like the end episodes, I'm just like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so like, um, it tugs at my heartstrings very, very strongly when you have the end of the show essentially just be like, we couldn't be happy in this life together. Mm. But I promise we'll be together in the next one. I'm like, oh fuck! Oh, yeah. my I'm gonna cry, heart, dude. Yeah. Ah. Oh, it's so upsetting. It makes me cry. It makes me really sad. Um, yeah. But uh, um, it's still mm-hmm. worth watching. And I feel like one of the reasons it's worth watching is because there are like so many different emotional moments. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel so many different feelings. I think, <laughs> Honestly, that's, that, that's... The Goblin is what t- made me want to live again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like that's that's the funny thing is that like i think that is very true where um there is such a wide breadth of emotion like being conveyed to you very effectively in this show it feels so human even though the premise of it is so supernatural right um the fact that you can have these moments of like deep sorrow and tragedy contrasted with these moments of just like utter bliss and these extremely funny moments where they're just like getting drunk together, just like completely misusing your Grim Reaper powers to chill some brewskis for the bros, <laughs> right? All that kind of stuff is like it. Um, when you boil it down, right? When you look at all of the moment-to-moment stuff, it's actually a lot of very small stuff that's happening that feels very big, um, because it it encompasses this like breadth of human experience in a way that feels real um and i think that's like the most uh most positive thing that i can say about about goblin in in totality right is that it's a very human love story mm. mm-hmm. i'm gonna go watch it again <laughs> do it i mean do yeah so, I mean, you didn't uh you didn't get to watch the end so i mean that's right you have an excuse to watch it i again. have the last two episodes of like four k dramas that i just haven't watched i feel like i just don't want them to be over yeah no that's, yeah that's, i know that's people you should that. you should watch them sure. all at once so that while, <laughs> while, like you watch one and you're sad that it's over but you have another one to jump into i mean that's inevitably <laughs> like what'll happen is I i'll restart them because i've forgotten and i'll be like i i guess i just have to watch it all over again Oh this no! Is, this is what inevitably <laughs> happens to me when I um, get into um, like media kicks, because uh, oftentimes, um, and I, this is a result of of ADHD, right? I hyper focus on one thing at a time, right? So I will read a manga, and I'll be like, "That was good." I want to read another manga, and I will find another manga that's probably pretty similar, um, and then I'll keep going. This is how I went through um, all of, like, basically all of the isekai genre that existed uh, some odd number of years ago. (laughs) It's also the same um, as when I went through the entire isekai villainous subgenre a couple of years ago. That's Um, also what I was thinking. (laughs) I was like, we did an entire podcast episode about that. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm only somewhat joking when I say you should just watch the endings of all of them in a row. <laughs> All right. Um well, uh any closing thoughts? 
Um, my closing thoughts are, um, if you see ghosts, you should probably just not tell anybody about it, um, except for maybe a doctor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose, listen, it's much better if the ghosts don't know that you can see them. Yeah. I was taught this both by Goblin and Miyaruko-chan. I mean, I just feel like that's the wisdom for the ages. (laughs) I'm going to argue that you should find yourself a ghost squad, contrarily, (laughs) and they'll be your homies, (laughs) and they'll ride with you again, you know, beat up your abusive aunt if you have one. And they might put you in this position where you almost get murdered on a building. You know, yes, but then they'll try and make it up to you later, and then you you say bye bye, and it's very sad. <laughs> I did, I did, I did adore the ghost scenes. They, they were so really, cute. They really came around to being very endearing. I just thought that we hadn't really <laughs> talked that much about the ghosts, so I might as well throw in a last impression for you know ghosts. I don't want the ghosts to be mad at me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's important. It's important to acknowledge them and their service. Thank you for your service. Thank ghosts. you, ghosts. <laughs> If any ghosts are listening to this podcast, please leave a five-star review. Yes, please. All right, Renu? Renu suggested Ghost Squad. Yeah, did you not hear me? Oh, God. Sorry. My brain. My brain today is just all over the place. It's all over the place every day, but today more than usual. All right. Um... My closing thoughts, uh, if you are interested in watching Goblin, you should absolutely uh, watch it if, if you uh, heard what we talked about, um, or if you just want to watch some nice supernatural romance. I mean, TBH, it's pretty cute, and honestly, it is well worth watching in my opinion, uh, and the camera work is beautiful, and the sets are beautiful, everything looks so clean and nice and very pretty. Their outfits are just stellar. Oh my but, god! Um, it we, will up your fashion game, Goblin. Yeah, <laughs> as, as we discovered um, in the course of researching for this episode, um, they're really expensive. So expensive. <laughs> like, but the, it remains looking like a cozy show. I regardless. will right, say, right, right. I have exactly. to, I have to say that we as a group are not liable if you watch Goblin and then spend the next five years of your life watching every K-drama you can get your hands on. So that's not our fault. Yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah. like the Listen, show is so bingeable and so are it, all of these other K-dramas. <laughs> they're so it is good. The grand it's not our tradition. fault. It's a grand tradition of my people's to get way too invested into another country's media <laughs> and watch everything that you can get your hands on. Honestly... Children today have it so easy. They can just go on to Netflix and watch whatever anime they want. Back you in my day, we had to watch it three parts on YouTube, etc., etc. Yep, yep, yep. Um. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're not liable. And honestly, if it happens, uh, that's a victory. That's a win in my book. Your life will be better for it. Yeah. <laughs> Enrich yourself with another country's media. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It will broaden your perspectives. I promise. They even show Canada in this show. Yeah, they, they, they love show Canada. Canada. <laughs> We're but not they, in they Canada. Even... I'm not in Canada. <laughs> but they love Canada. Listen, they didn't even show us, like, they didn't even pretend like it was California like they do most times in movies. Yeah, they, <laughs> they actually. Were just like, no, this is a Canada. It was on purpose Canada, yeah. It was on purpose Canada. Full frontal Canada. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But not Ryan Reynolds. But not Ryan Reynolds. Not a full frontal Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Okay, well, um, 
uh, I suppose on that, um, it's it's about time that we uh, we closed out. So, um, UJ, thank you so much for coming and talking about Goblo with us. Yes. Oh my gosh, as evidenced by how many directions this podcast went, I could do it many more times. Ah, oh, you know yay. what? I'm, I'm I'm certain that that is true. <laughs> Yeah, it, it do be like that. Um, so who are you and where can we find you on the internet? Oh, man. Um, I'm Blue Jay. Uh, you can find me. Um, probably the best place would be uh, Twitter. Um, Blue Jay underscore 712. I actually have three Twitter accounts, but you can access them all through that one. Um, I have a incredibly good Instagram and a shit show of a TikTok. Um <laughs> I love the contrast. <laughs> I, it's true. Honestly, my Instagram so curated, my TikTok so spontaneous. Um, and I also put uh, my modeling and photography on OnlyFans and Fansly. Um, Ooh. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I know you can't tell by just my voice, but I'm incredibly sexy. So ah! <laughs> crazy. Don't worry. I know. The audience knows. <laughs> they know. Um, so yeah, that's. I think they that's everywhere. Know. I think that's most everywhere I am right now. I haven't been um, on Twitch in a while, but uh, maybe. Maybe someday. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about yeah. you, Renew? I am Renu, also known as Swan. You can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Twitch and everything else at swandrawn. I am uh, right now, I guess on my little Friday night streams, I'm streaming Devil May Cry 5. Oh, wow. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I didn't know what you had moved on to um, since yeah. the, the last time that we, we spoke about your streams. It's a gorgeous game. I'm honestly, it's like making my 3D animator nerd self like really come out. Because I'm like, oh my god, look at that chromatic aberration. Look at that subsurface scatter. It's just me. Neuron activation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great time if you want to come and chill. <laughs> yep. What about you? Uh, you can find me all the places at Literal Soup. And uh, I am at this current moment. Um, kind of easing away from uh, all of the freelance work that I've been doing. I've um, uh, Doing too much work is not good for you, especially if you also have a retail job on top of it. It will destroy your body and your mind. <laughs> uh, so I don't recommend that. Um, you can find um, my stuff. Uh, usually I will make tweets about the stuff that I do, but uh, my current occupations right now, um, not my job occupations, but my fun occupations, um, mm. If you go to my, my Twitch page, I'm streaming the video games. Uh, every Saturday, Renu and I play uh, Ace Attorney. We Wee. are on the last case of the great Ace Attorney Chronicles number Wee. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, other than that, I am uh, I do a D&D subclass tier list with two of my friends on Sundays which you can also tune into. Um, that's a lot of fun. We just did part one of Monks. Uh, we decided to leave part two for the next week. It's probably already out by the time this episode is out, but whatever. Um, and uh, right now, you can go to literalsoup.com, which is my website, <gasps> and that has uh, my uh, sort of current side project, which is a um, long fiction is what I'm calling it. Um, it's kind of like a novel-ish sort of thing. Um, it was originally an Anarima project, but I've been uploading uh, chapters of it that uh, I have in the bank. So if you want to read some of my writing, um, as embarrassing as it might be for me, 
um, you can do so, and you can read uh, w- the story that I've basically been trying to write for like half a decade, and it's that's cute. It's kind. It's, hon- it's honestly kind of a mess, but like as I've um, been going further and further along, um, it does feel like I'm kind of coming into my own. I wish I had started writing in earnest much earlier, but what can you do? That's life. Some people um, don't publish until they're started. like seventy, dude. Mm-hmm. You've got time, right? Exactly. So I I have. Uh, Let's see, like 50 years before I realistically have to start publishing, which is yeah. great uh, for my ADHD, which means I will start in 49 <laughs> years and 11 yeah. months. <laughs> and you'll still be baby. Don't and worry. I'll still be baby. Renu and I will be in the same retirement home and I'll be talking about, you know, Renu, I just published my first book. It's called The Disaster of Dragons. <laughs> oh my I'll god <laughs> yeah and i'll buy it um, and read it because i'm gonna live until i'm 900 yeah you know so. i i believe it 100 percent. you are you have been cursed to watch all of the people you love die i'm sorry wow what well, don't be like you mean that. it's just a series <laughs> of dogs though okay yeah i mean to be to be fair um when you really think about it um what is what is a a human to an animal than an uh, other than an immortal vampire exactly (laughs) Riker Riker doesn't know that i haven't lived for 900 years he's like damn she existed when i was born and she'll continue to exist mostly unchanged after i die well i was gonna say that's um reminds me of a uh reminds me of a uh tumblr post i think or maybe it was a twitter post where somebody was talking about it like especially if you had like you know uh, like generations of dogs right where you're like you're you you raise your ch- your dog's children too you're just like mm, yes this is our warden she's been alive for 900 years that's exactly <laughs> what the goblin is like to the exactly human. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow i feel like a cool person there you go i feel even more like an immortal and ageless creature thanks soup yeah, it's it's about finding uh it's about finding the uh the magic in in day to day life um, is, is how I like to think of it. But yeah, um so that that uh project is called a disaster of dragons. It's a working title. Um uh. and currently there are twelve chapters out. There might be thirteen or fourteen by the time this Let's podcast go. episode comes out. Um, but you can go. read those. Yeah. Um, I don't guarantee quality, and it's embarrassing. But if uh, if you like it, uh, I, that would make me happy. <laughs> I want to read it. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. So on that note, I suppose it's a. Uh, I suppose it's about time we close out. Um, yeah. Our opening is by Scotty Network, and our ending is by Takamakata. And the patrons we are thanking this episode are uh, Evan Williams, Magpie Mirates, Claire Frostfall, Sean Dow, Cherubo, and Dylan Butts. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Thank you. またしたね。<音楽>